the psychotic break i'm maddie and i'm kimmy and today we are talking about the i was gonna say phenomenon but it's more of a concept so (laughs) we're gonna talk (laughs) about the concept of locus of control so beautiful (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> that like, took me out for some reason. Um, <laughs> yes, locus of control is literally the name control. It is the extent to which an individual perceives how much control they have in their own life. So there's two different types, but it's literally how you or you do not control your life. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start by explaining... I mean, the two types are internal and external. Let's start with internal. Internal locus of control is the belief that you yourself have control over your life. You can act upon your environment and make things happen. This is a problem for some people. Not everyone believes this, but those of you who do believe that if you want that promotion, if you want to do well on that exam, you have to put in the work for it. And whatever happens is your doing. I see this one personally as being more adulty, you know? This is your first step into adult is where you finally take on internal locus of control that you determine your own fate and power within this world. Um, Yeah. I think a good word for internal locus of control is responsibility. I honestly love that word. I think it sounds nice. I love what it stands for. I love when people take responsibility. Um, Too many times people will blame other people and you know, by the way, that's external locus of control. We'll, we'll explain that. And I just, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I just hate when people complain and complain and complain and they don't do anything about it. (laughs) I was told the other day by a nurse that yes, I have depression, but I'm very action oriented. So at (laughs) least I have that going for me. This is what I was literally thinking about where we were discussing earlier, where it's, If you don't feel good about your body, you actually take control and work for it instead of being like, I. And obviously, you can just embrace whatever body you're forming into. But if you also don't like it, if you don't like it, you can change that. Obviously, it's not that simple, but action oriented mindset can like help in that way because I'm definitely ooh Maddie lost I was gonna turn off my microphone because there's sirens outside so keep talking keep- um but I'm someone who will sit and deal with whatever weight that I am even if it upsets me because I'm a lazy piece of shit to myself Kimmy <laughs> what it's true Well, I appreciate the honesty. I disagree with it because you are a student. 
for a while you were balancing work too. And I think you get shit done. You're always on top of it for the podcast. You make these amazing outlines and you type these great descriptions. So I just don't agree with that assertion. That's different though. That's like a job. Sorry, (laughs) you can't see it, but there's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) You take care of a dog? I mean, there's so many... things that you do that make you a wonderful person and you need to know that Kimmy. Okay Maddie just embrace the fact that you have internal locus of control and I have external. Okay and I will well let's explain external and then I'll explain why external is not always a bad thing. Okay so external locus of control is the idea that you are blaming external circumstances which can be examples of life, other people, the concept of pseudoscience things like astrology, faith, Mercury is in retrograde, therefore I am not able to do these types of things. And so you are blaming other things for the things in your life that aren't going your way, or if they are, it's very weird. Yeah, I think the classic example you can use for this is you take an exam and you don't do well. And external locus of control mindset would be the teacher didn't teach me correctly (laughs) or um, the questions were worded poorly or just, just anything outside of your control. And then internal locus of control would be like, these are the, the life circumstances or this is my condition that made me perform poorly. Like you, you're turning inwards for internal locus of control and outwards for external, just as the name goes. But I will say that it's not just blaming external circumstances. It's more attributing to external circumstances. And I don't think external locus of control is always a bad thing. I think For me, I'm going to turn it in on myself. I am such an internal locus of control person, but I am more stressed and depressed than the average person because I put so much weight on myself, so much pressure. Mm -hmm. I am literally trying to control things that I cannot control. And that's where external locus of control comes in. There are some things that it's it's good to not uh, believe that you are the sole person in charge of this. No, that completely makes sense where you're lifting that weight off a bit too. And to be fair, that is something that should be in your mindset where you're giving yourself that little gratitude, that space to, I don't want to say fail, but like take a break. You're taking a break from life and not taking on the world as much anymore, which I think you need to do sometimes. And I'm glad that you find it through external locus of control and also made it positive for other people because I think at times it can just be seen as something that's very bad. It can be. And with anything, I think you need a balance. And for the most part, I enjoy the fact that I'm mostly internal locus of control. So I don't know, where do you think that balance should be? Do you think it should be 50-50 or... 70 30 or something like that i would probably say 70 30 because like we said where things are going to come up in life regardless even if you are the most i want to say normal headed person you've never had like 
truly bad things go on that there are always going to be little things that will be little micro things that will bother you throughout the day. For example, you got into a little scuff with a car or something, and that could have really just been poor luck of the draw where someone else hit you, you couldn't have controlled it or anything, and you need to recognize that. Because if you do internal locus, you could be really up in your head about the idea, I could have been a better defensive driver without forgetting that there are so many cars in this world, we cannot think that every individual driving a car is going to be the same defensive driving that we are. And some people just suck at driving. I am one of them. And that is okay. And I do take on that responsibility. Way to use internal locus of control, Kimmy. Thank you. (laughs) Quickly on that, a slight digression. Considering there are so many people in the world and there are so many cars on the road, it's kind of amazing that there aren't more collisions. So it, I mean, that's kind of attributing my respect to most drivers out there. Definitely not all of them, though. Yeah. Cause, okay. Have you ever thought about the fact that you've been to the East Coast and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you don't really see car crashes very often for a place where I view East Coast driving as fucking terrifying. They are too assertive and aggressive and I'm not into that because I'm a 280 girl you just cruise um that I'm really surprised they aren't hitting each other more often especially in New York or something yeah I mean in a place like New York where you just have people stacked on top of each other (laughs) really and you still have cars on the road I just I did make I did make a joke at some point when I was a very hateful high school student I was just like (laughs) California drivers don't know how to drive. They just know how to follow people. Once there's space, there's accidents. <laughs> we do beautifully with... I believe that more space is better for us because there's more time to protect ourselves when stupid assholes merge in between because they believe there's enough space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we're digressing so much, but that made me think of... <laughs> When I was learning how to drive, I didn't know that you had to speed up to merge. So I just like like did this. I, I like went over into the other lane, even though there was clearly a car there. And for some reason, I just didn't think about how they're accelerating too. So I would wonder why people would honk at me when I would do that. Almost killed someone, that's why. Would you say that beginner drivers Example, the age of 16, that kind of realm where you are technically able to drive, but you really aren't because you don't have enough experience. Would you take on internal or external more? Because internally, you should argue, yeah, I am a citizen. I have been given this right and I should not abuse it or be a hazard to the road. But also as external locus of control where it is, Everyone has to go through the stage of being a beginner driver. We all make mistakes, that kind of thing. Which one would you take on more of? I think when I started, well, when I started, I was in high school and I was harder on myself than I ever was in my entire life. So there was definitely only internal locus of control and it would be kind of sad. And this actually um, brings me to my question for you. Let's say... I just feel dumb 
about something. I feel like let's use math, for example, or let's use me driving when I was just learning. I would just feel dumb and I would feel like, okay, I can't do this. Do you think that's internal or external? I want to say that's internal because internal can be very negative where it is. It's all my fault because that's how you're viewing it instead of the world is an injustice to me and it is allowing to crash and burn at my feet kind of thing. So I, I might go with internal, but I'm not sure. For me, I'm struggling with that that question because yes, I'm turning it in on myself, but it's almost like I'm doing it in an external kind of way. Like let's say I'm about to prepare for a math exam and I study and I study and I still do poorly. I blame myself for being like, for this concept being out of reach for me. So yes, I'm turning in on myself, but it's like my reasoning is something that I can't, I think of as myself not being able to change, which is an external mindset. Oh, see, that's like the added factor that I would definitely put as external because I would have to talk to an angsty person and hear their reasonings as to why the world currently sucks to get like a good gauge on it. Because Mm -hmm. I think your teen angst was definitely internal. I think I was more external and I was mad at the world hence like an emo kind of energy Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe I'm just mixing this up or transforming into the concept of fixed and growth mindset which I do think relates to this concept Carol Dweck um, I think she's at Stanford right now she came up with this incredible concept of fixed and growth mindset You might have heard it in schools. Schools love to ingrain growth mindsets into their students. Basically, fixed mindset is, here is my intelligence level. I cannot change it, which in my mind seems a little like external locus of control. And then you have have growth mindset where it's like, I can put in the work and I will eventually raise my intelligence level. I will rise to the challenge. Um, Oh, another difference is fixed mindset is this is a threat. This is something I cannot do. And then a growth mindset looks as as a challenge. Like I can overcome this challenge. Oh, I would have never thought about it in like this situation, but it completely makes sense. Yeah. So you would agree that Growth mindset is more internal locus of control and fixed mindset is more external locus of control. Yeah, but it's hard because when it's fixed, it could also be internal where it's I've done everything that I can do. And that is them recognizing that it is on them, not the external world. But then growth I think it really depends on how you use it and how you view how you're growing or how you intend to grow or how you, the reason that you are stuck in this moment for fixed. But overall, I think in order to grow, you have to 
be very self-assured and recognize that you are the biggest factor in controlling that. Hence why for sure it would have to be growth. And then because fixed has to be somewhere, I put it external. I like how you explain that. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the traits of someone with an internal or external locus of control. Okay. Okay. So internal locus of control. I think we've really um, demonstrated the pros and there are more pros that is more so a fact of life. So someone that has more internal locus of control, and you may hear this as being relatable to Maddie, but um, they are more responsible. They have more self-efficacy. They are physically, mentally healthier, healthier. I don't know why I did that. Um, I don't remember what I meant by less. Oh, they're less like swayed by individuals. Mm. I don't know why I said less influential. That I genuinely meant they are less influenced by others. But in my mind, I was like, that is exactly what that means. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let me think about that for a sec. Less influenced by others. You're yeah, influenced by food. <laughs> yeah, we, we were having a conversation before this that I am so impressionable when it comes to food. I saw someone on Instagram, I don't even know this person, and they had mint ice cream, and I was like, I gotta have that. So I went and got mint ice cream. And the thing is, that was once, but this happens at least twice or three times a week where I see a picture of something it's usually nachos and then oh. i go get it <laughs> it's a problem i'm i'm going to work on it but that is really cool because i forgot which episode we were talking about but the whole idea of like following the dopamine you are quite literally following the dopamine I do know what I like, and I think I just need to surround myself with pictures of healthy food. (laughs) But that's not as fun. Yeah. Okay, what about external locus of control? External locus of control is more associated with learned helplessness, which is sad to say. I mean, a person who has succumbed to learned helplessness is like, this is just how it is. I can't change my fate. Um, Things are going to be shitty and they're going to stay shitty. And they tend to be less motivated and almost powerless because they don't feel that what they are capable of doing will have any impact on the world or themselves. Which is really sad because I think you've brought out the fact that external locus of control does have some positives, but in the long term, it makes it sound like there is none that as a as a trait, um, it's not something that you should want. Yeah, for the long term, because I guess, yeah. I guess so. But you could also try to come up with some positive traits like less, less, um, I'm trying to think of the word, less sensitive to uh, factors that you can't control. Maybe I, I think of a type B person as more likely to be um, to have an external locus of control. They're kind of go with the flow, like what happens is going to happen and you just got to be OK with that. 
Yeah, it's very, um, not to come at the people that are INFPs from the Myers-Briggs, but it's the, um, it's only because the Reddit page is such a meme. Uh, but it's the idea that you are that wanderlust soul and you are very, f they described it as you believe in like the flora and fauna of the world. And it's like, okay, you hippie. Um, but it literally could be that where you are maybe more in touch with the world, which could be really cool because internal locus, I think it can have the downfall of you're really stuck in your head and that maybe not as good. Yeah. I love how your dog's just... <laughs> Once we eventually have the video out, you'll have to check it out and see Kimmy holding her dog like a baby. She is my baby. She also, um, complete side digression. If you guys do ever look at the video, she looks like the bat from Anastasia. Uh, is that a movie? You've never seen Anastasia? No. It's like the, um... It's not by Disney, but it's that whole Disney princess-esque energy. Like Enchanted? Mm, like animated. Oh, it's like animated. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know why I said Enchanted. I meant um, Once Upon a Time. Like the TV show? Yeah. No, it's like still like thing, but it is like more historical following like the, uh, I think it's the Romanoff family. Mm, interesting. I'll have to check that out. Little bat girl. <laughs> well, Kimmy, do you have a coin? I can locate one. Once I get rid of that dog. <laughs> oh, I know where it is. <laughs> um. Okay. Heads or tails? I shall be heads. Ooh. Sorry, I got distracted by Canadian coins, which have men's hockey on it oh interesting which i will say the american in me heads is thinking about how i would prefer the landmarks that we have on ours you know yeah i like that there's something a little more what's the word mature about it <laughs> Our one minute wrap up. Today we talked about locus of control. There's internal and external. I should probably say what it is. <laughs> locus of control is the extent to which you perceive how much control you have over your life. Internal locus of control believes that you are the sole person taking responsibility of yourself and what happens in your life. People who are internal locus of control tend to be more responsible, um, healthier, they have uh, higher self-efficacy, which is how good they think they are at something. And external locus of control is blaming or attributing external circumstances to being the cause of what happens in your life tends to be more negative. You have more learned helplessness, less motivated, but you might succumb less to stressors. And we talked about Carol Dweck's growth mindset, and we agreed on the 70-30. I don't have time to explain that. <laughs> You've done some pretty chaotic ones, but that one was the most, I don't know how to describe it, where it's very chill 
and eloquent in the most normal Maddie fashion. But at the same time, something about it was also so confusing because you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good summation of who I am. Put together for the most part, but something's a little off. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Well, I hope that one minute summary and I guess the rest of the time we were talking was beneficial for you all learning the locus of control. Um, Stay tuned because we are about to tackle one of our biggest ones yet. Would you like to say? The Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. I know, this is our first big time into, like, trials and stuff, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm actually going to do a lot of research for this episode. We're going to pull up all of the memes, including my dog stepped on a bee. (laughs) You forgot the face. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There's the sound, too. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm excited, especially because the verdict, I think, is supposed to come out tomorrow, too. So everyone can get their little uh, research in, and then we shall also get ours. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for listening. We have a poll for your guys' names. Um, It is a little chaotic. We recognize that. Um, But we will put that out, so check our Instagram. And... I hope you guys enjoyed, and we're the Psychotic Break. I'm Kimmy. I'm Maddie. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.